Welcome everybody back to Haven of Horror. This is our Decades Through of Horror series. Uh, this this time we're covering the 1940s with The Wolfman, starring Lon Chaney Jr. and a bunch of other actors that you've never heard of, because I know I haven't. Austin, tell us about The Wolfman. Oh, a ghost, Steve. Wait, is he in this movie? <laughs> he is in this movie. He is the gypsy. I did not recognize him. No, that is actually uh, a big thing that, like, you'll notice, especially when you see the third Frankenstein film. Uh, he has so much more range than he's given credit for, because obviously everyone thinks of you know the ooh, like I want that blood. Like, admittedly, I did no. watch this movie first, so I wouldn't have even known that. Uh, That's fair too. I don't know why I watched this one first, but I did. Uh, but yeah, tell us about the Wolfman. Uh, so the Wolfman uh, is every single thing that like most werewolf things are looking at. It's uh, Larry Talbot, who's played by Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, he is a man. He saves a woman from a wolf, but in the process gets bitten by it. Uh, and then now he is also a werewolf. And then he's got to deal with that. I, I and of course, because it's a universal film, the town has to like come together to hunt the monster. <laughs> yeah. I definitely noticed uh, a lot of things I've seen in other werewolf movies. Uh, you know, I like werewolves quite a bit. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I think they're one of my favorite of the like classic monsters, just in concept. But I don't think we've had the definitive okay. werewolf. Well, okay. We've had the definitive werewolf movie, but I still got to watch it. It's American Werewolf in London. Um, Not to be confused with the original Universal werewolf film, Werewolf of London. Not to be confused with that other movie, An American Werewolf in Paris. That's a real thing. Or not to be confused with the end of the Lion Universal Werewolf film, She Wolf of London. So. No, we're talking about The Wolfman, not to be confused with the remake from 2010, The Wolfman, or the current and development remake, The Wolfman. So I guess we'll start there then, because. Spoilers, I, I did not like this movie very much. Is that remake any good? Um, I watched it once when it came out, and I don't remember. I feel like but I've heard mixed things about that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have hope in the new remake, but we'll see. Well, I mean, they're one for one right now. Invisible Man was great. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Gosling's making the new one. He's playing Larry Talbot. And I think that's probably that, a good sign that there's going to be quality. Good, yeah, that could be good. Because I think one of the big issues with this movie, and, okay, I have a hard time noticing some acting from back then because I'm not as well-versed in the standards of the time. But I felt Lou Cheney Jr. was really miscast in this movie. Ooh. <laughs> you just said some, like controversy right there. <laughs> oh, really? 
<laughs> yeah, no, because La- well, Lon Chaney Jr. is to Wolfman, I think, in the way that like Karloff is Frankenstein and Dracula is Lugosi in a in a sense. Like he he is the famous like Wolfman. I don't think he's bad as the Wolfman himself. I just don't think he's great as the human character. I don't know. Okay. See, and that's like another thing that I think people like about uh, his character is him kind of like struggling with, you know, being a werewolf and stuff. Uh, we also should mention he is the son of Lon Chaney Jr., who is the man with a thousand faces, uh, who was also Phantom of the Opera for Universal. Uh, said that Lon Chaney Jr. is the son of Lon Chaney Jr. I just say Jr. He's no, I thought I said Lon Chaney. You said I don't he's know, the son of Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> he gave birth to himself. Okay. Uh, anyway. Now that's the real Universal monster. Um, yeah, if you didn't like him in this movie, then. Oh boy, moving forward, because he gets to play Frankenstein and Dracula. <laughs> See, I would be interested in his Frankenstein, because I think he's a good monster. I just don't think the human character is all that great, and I didn't care. See, his, his face doesn't fit Frankenstein. You'll see it when you see it, but it's, like, weird and puffy. But Oh, interesting. Um, This is probably also the most boring of these that I've seen. And I think that might have been because I didn't care for the main character. Um, also, I'm sorry, this is the worst of the universal design so far. It just looks yeah. like a dude with fur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know. The Wolfman, like, yeah, it's not my favorite design, but also I kind of go, like, go back to then, like, and think about, like, you know, how... You know, they could make a werewolf back then. And it also helps that I saw Werewolf of London before I saw this. And that it, this movie is a step forward after Werewolf of London. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm I'm conflicted because I think about that, you know, the limitations of the time. And maybe it's not fair, but I also look at Dracula, the Invisible Man. Frankenstein. And those are all like top tier designs. And then you've got Furry Man over here. Um, yeah, but I also think, you know, because I mean, Dracula is just Lugosi. Uh, Invisible Man is a technical wonder in that they have to make him disappear. Um, still but even, you know, like the rap, the wrapped thing is really cool. Um, but obviously, it's, you know, just they wrapped him with like bandages and Frankenstein. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're like, you're going for like the dead corpse. Like while, while this, you're trying to make a man look like a wolf. Well, I think that's kind of like a, a harder sell. Yeah. Well, if only they'd had CGI, this movie sucks. There's no CGI, man. No, but in all seriousness, out of all of them, I would like I'm excited to see this one remade because I think this is the most that's held back by the time period it came out. Um, yeah, that's fair. Because you can't in the thirty in the forties you couldn't have, you know, a bloodthirsty wolf running around eating people. You couldn't like 
it's the dude in the suit, so there's only so much of that like physical aggression that werewolves should have. Um, man, I'm being kind of negative on this movie, uh, but I did like the the look of the like sets. Uh, this can kind of continues with Frankenstein and building these really gothic looking sets, and because I think they are trying to hide a little bit of the werewolf makeup. Because a lot of the shots when he's a werewolf because it's at night or in shadow and like there's fog. That stuff all looks gorgeous. Yeah, no, that stuff's really good. And uh, we also get like the, you know, kind of gypsy stuff where obviously that's big in the kind of like werewolf uh, mythos because of this. <clears throat> and you can see where Tom McLaughlin was looking at for Friday the 13th Part 6 with the like set design. Because that movie is very like kind of treats Jason as a universal monster almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you put this in your universal monster ranking? So uh, from the ones you've seen. Of the nine films I've seen, this is my number six. Oof, what's worse than this? Um, Well, I like all of the universal films I've seen with Werewolf of London kind of just being like kind of meh. Uh, but underneath this, it's Dracula's Daughter, then The Mummy, and then Werewolf of London. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm curious about The Mummy, because obviously I'm a big fan of the uh, 90s one. So I want to see. Obviously, it's not going to be an action schlock fest, but... Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> no, The Mummy's an interesting franchise, because obviously, like, you got Karloff there, and it's something completely different in the first film, and then the sequels just become an evil mummy played by Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, going around just killing people. Interesting. The first slasher. It's not credited. I mean, basically. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, I, I kind of spoke about some of the grievances I had with the performance. I know we're jumping all over the place, but it's kind of hard to, like, streamline this when this, there's not None of these movies are super deep. Like, it's just like, we made a monster movie, you know? How do you feel about the performance from the human side and the wolf side? Uh, so I like Lon Chaney Jr. in this film. I think he's pretty good. Um, I like Belagosi for the eight lines he's given. Um, outside of that, I don't think there's any real, like, standout performances. Like, it's all just kind of your basic, like, 40s actors. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Which is unfortunate, because I think that's also a place where something like a Frankenstein and a Dracula has over it, where, you know, Dracula, I think you have the trio of Dracula Renfield and Van Helsing that are all, all three of them are really good. And then with Frankenstein... I think just in general, they like those movies are like pushed forward. Uh, because Doctor Frankenstein's great, um, you know, and the original Karloff is great. Uh, that actor from Renfield, the I don't know Renfield, uh, no, because he's in it too. Uh, he's pretty good as um, Fritz in that first film, and. 
the guy who plays Van Helsing and Dracula is pretty good in that movie as well. And then with Bride, they introduce, you know, the Bride, who's really good, and the, like, other scientist that works with Frankenstein is really good. So, like, all of those movies kind of have multiple actors that are doing, like, kind of going above and beyond your typical 40s film. And then you get, like, kind of everybody else who's just kind of there. But I think here it's really just Lon Chaney Jr., who I think is pretty good. And then that's kind of it. They try to, I will say, I do want to commend this movie for having a well-thought-out mythology. And I meant to say that in our Dracula video as well, but one thing I do appreciate about these is the mythology is all, at least uh, they do a good job of making it look like it is all meticulously planned. Like, we've thought about what its weaknesses are, how you turn into one, what it's like, how it operates, and everything. And mm-hmm. I liked the lore for this werewolf, and there's stuff in this that we I've never seen adapted to any other place, like the pentagram on the hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and when was the last time we had silver bullets in a werewolf movie? Like... Or Wolfsbane. I feel like that's also something that gets dropped now. The last place I can think of is that Van Helsing movie from the early 2000s. Well, that makes sense because that is universal, isn't it? It has to be. I'm pretty sure it is. Also, I'm just gonna come out and say it. I like that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. It's not good. But... I've never, I've never seen it, so I can't comment. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of like a schlocky version of these movies. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> exactly what you expect. He hunts down the universal monsters. Some be- some designs yeah. are better than others. They're Frankenstein yeah, designs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's Hugh Jackman, so you know at least it's going to have that. Yeah. No, for sure. Fun, that'd be a fun commentary to do this month. All two people would Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I I don't have a lot to say about this one because I didn't. I was like, eh, that's fine. It's also what like an hour long. Yeah, but I mean, most of the uh, like original Universal monster films are. I guess. Um, I interestingly enough, oh, go ahead. Uh, they start to get a little bit longer, and then this one comes out, and it goes right back to being really short. I guess I should say, I think some of the pacing is off in this movie. Um, I A lot of the stuff that's trying to be like psychological about did he really kill someone, like a human, or did he kill the wolf? I don't know, I just kind of bored. Like, yeah, obviously he killed a wolf. It's the wolf man. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this is probably going to be like the shortest review we've ever done. Because I don't... Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to talk about on this one? Um, screw you, Universal, for giving Lugosi a minute of screen time. <laughs> he um, have been the no, wolf, uh, <laughs> yeah, he should have just had more time, man. I, don't know. I legitimately think this movie would have been better if Bella Lugosi had been the wolf. 
I don't. Mm, I, I guess by that point he probably would have just taken it. <laughs> but um, oh, and you got like the human side too, so he would have liked that. Yeah, because his whole thing with why he didn't take Frankenstein was he didn't want like a, you know, just like this lumbering monster that didn't say anything. But he also ends up playing Frankenstein later. In Frankenstein, and he'll play Frankenstein in Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, which I am curious to see. I might have to watch it. It is a direct sequel to uh, the Frankenstein film before that and this movie. So I'd say watch the Frankenstein movies up to that first. Because Frankenstein films just keep going. Like, they do kind of all connect. I kind of wish you'd pick Bride of Frankenstein in hindsight for this this month, but... No, saving that for the Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein uh, review. Well, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, what, what year's Frankenstein? I think both of those are the 30s, so... Oh, uh, so we okay. We'll have to schedule I think Wolfman, that. In. I think Wolfman is like 1940 on the dot. No, it's uh, it's um, I was just looking at it, 41. Oh, okay, so there's still yeah, very close. there's still like six movies between the Wolfman and Bride. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give this a two and a half out of five. Oof. Okay, that's fair. Funnily enough, uh, our friend Connor, who's also been on the show, uh, that's the exact same score he gave it to. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Now, so I asked you this on the Dracula video. What is your mm-hmm. What is your Wolfman reboot pitch? Could be anything. Um. I don't know, I would probably honestly just be take this and kind of flesh it out a little bit more. Um, which I know is what the 2010 film did, but I don't know how good that is. <laughs> That's uh, Benicio Del Toro. And, yep, and Anthony Hopkins is the Bela Lugosi character. That's, that was such a weird movie to make, right? Like, just out of nowhere, you drop a Wolfman remake on us? Um, I don't know. Is it that strange? Universal's been trying to. But Universal's been trying to restart this stuff for so long. <clears throat> so I wish another attempt at that. I would like to see. I know everybody and their mother is either for or against cinematic universes. But I would like to see a cinematic universe where all these monsters exist. They don't have to be heroes. They don't have to be superheroes. Just like they exist in the same universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's kind of the interesting thing is uh, this is, in a sense, originally like a cinematic universe. But also, when they started to interconnect and stuff, that was when that was basically the downfall. Like that's when, uh, you know, we start like they started to drop off. And I think, like for me, like 
I would like these movies to come back, but I don't need them to be connected. If they are, that's fine as long as we're making good movies. But I don't really need that. It's just make it as like a line of movies, you know, where it's the universal monsters again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like I don't need the uni- uh, the Invisible Man from, uh, you know, the new film to show up in the uh, Brian Gosling Wolfman. No, but, you know, I was thinking about this while I was watching these. It is a crying shame. And I don't know why this popped into my head, but now I want it. I would kill to see a Frankenstein and Dracula crossover. Well, I think that's, like, a big thing that, like, it's amazing that never happened. And, I mean, obviously, they do technically cross over in, you know, like, the House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula movies. But... Dracula gets like killed in the first act of House of Frankenstein, I think, and he's also not a big part of House of Dracula, I don't think. You know what it is? And I either way, you... I don't think they either really meet. I bet you anything because we just mentioned this. It's Van Helsing because I don't know if you know the plot of that movie, but Dracula is obviously the like main villain, but Frankenstein is that movie's MacGuffin. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's all, like, it's the three big universal monsters. the uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, and uh, werewolves. Wolf, and Dracula's, and, like, the brides of Dracula's are in there. It's early 2000s, like, the designs aren't great. But that whole movie is about him, like, trying to give, uh, like, they've tried to have children, but, like, none of them survive. So he, but he needs, so he needs Frankenstein's monster to power whatever machine to, like, let his kids live. It's very early 2000s, but what I like about that movie more so is the style, like, the look of the movie, and obviously Hugh Jackman. Because they kind of turned Van Helsing into, like, 13th century, or not 13th century, but, like, that time period, because it's a period piece. But he's got, like, gadgets and shit. Like, he's almost like a James Bond with hunting monsters. Yeah, because that's the thing that makes me go like, oh, I don't need these to be interconnected is that whenever horror characters interconnect, it's typically just schlock, and I think you can kind of do better with, than that with this material. I mean, I mean, you can, but I'm also not going to complain if we get schlock. No, but I mean, I'd also like, you know, these characters that have been and are more than that to be more than that. <laughs> I mean... Like, if it's, if it's schlock, it's schlock. But, like, I don't want a cinematic universe just so that we can get that. Like, I would rather just have them be separate films that are just really good movies. Eh, I mean, I've got those old movies for, like, good movies. If what I get is schlock, then I've got schlock. Yeah, but I mean... Oh god, this is not aged well. But anything else to say about the Wolfman? Yeah, we got way off topic on this one. Uh no, other than this is the worst one I've watched so far, and I think this one is dying for a proper remake. I don't know about the quality of the twenty ten film, but I will be there to watch the Ryan Gosling remake if that actually ends up happening. What about you? Uh yeah, no, same thing basically. 
Except it being the worst one I've seen. <laughs> well, thank you guys for watching and listening to me ramble about Van Helsing to to Austin. Uh, hope maybe commentary at some point on that movie, just because I want to I want to be there when Austin watches that movie for the first time because I'm pretty sure he's going to hate it because I like it. But uh, have a, have a great night, and we will be back. Fucking camera. Come on. Uh, we'll be back shortly with next up on the docket is Creature from the Black Lagoon and Fright Night. Mm-hmm. Is Fright Night 70s? No. I, that's when it drops the... We're not exactly going in order. Oh, Fright no, Night's 80s. right, because we're skipping, we're skipping 60s and 70s. That's right. Yeah, so that we can end on them. Yeah. We're we're not doing these in order, I forgot. But next week is uh Creature from the Black Lagoon, which I am excited to see, and Fright Night, which have you seen? Oh, no, okay. I haven't seen either of those. So that's gonna be um, interesting. Fright Night's awesome. It's the director of Child's Play. I did know that, yeah, Tom Holland. I was so confused the first time I learned that. I was like, wait a minute. He's like seventeen. Look, I'm an idiot, okay? Anyway, thank you, Austin. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later.